This episode of the Unstoppable CEO podcast is sponsored by our referrable book program, where we'll create a great lead generating book for you. If you've always wanted to write a book for your business, but never managed to get it done, let us do it for you. To find out if this is a fit for you, schedule a quick 20 minute intro call with me at unstoppableceo.net. Click the book a call button. Now on to the episode. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and today we've got an amazing interview. I got to tell you, this has been one that's been on the calendar for a bit, and I've been looking forward to it. Uh, Today, we're talking with Danielle Grant. She is a no-bullshit mentor, entrepreneur, podcaster, corporate dropout, and spiritual gangster, and I can attest to uh, at least the first and the last of those. Um, But she's the founder of Your Mindset Mentor. She's the host of the Mind Vibe podcast, providing entrepreneurs deep wisdom on uh, their own mindsets and the law of attraction and entrepreneurship and spirituality. And uh, Danielle and I are in a um, an unnamed and underground mastermind together. And uh, I think you're going to get a ton out of uh, the time that we invest together today. So um, I'm excited. I know I'm going to get a ton out of it. Danielle, welcome to the Unstoppable CEO. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on today. I mean, this is exciting. Yeah. So um, give everybody a little bit of background. How did you kind of get to this stage? Because you didn't start out being sort of the the mindset mentor. How did you get here? I did not. It's funny, though. I was always supposed to be a mindset mentor. When I was 19, I wanted to be a motivational speaker and just inspire people. It wasn't mindset related. And everyone kind of told me I was too young and I wouldn't be able to do that. So I went and I worked in the corporate world for 10 years and I worked in sales and marketing And the whole time I was doing that, I was going through my own personal journey of personal growth and mindset. And that had been going on since I was actually 15. And then in um, 2017, I lost my job. They said, you know, we don't have a job for you anymore. Three months before my time was up. And I left that day knowing that I was going to be okay and I didn't know what I would do. And I immediately turned to the online space. I started looking at how people were leveraging what kind of businesses you could build. I started out with an e-commerce store, drop shipping, which was actually quite successful, but there wasn't any impact there. And so when I went back to my original why of why I wanted to be a motivational speaker, it was to inspire and motivate people. And luckily over the last 15 years, I'd gained deep wisdom on mindset and spirituality and just the consciousness and the ego. And so I pivoted to launch a personal development company. And that's how I got into your mindset mentor. And now three years later, here we are. Yeah, here we are. Well, I've had the opportunity to kind of experience some of, of what you have to share with people and, uh, you know, through the mastermind that we're in, you posted something last week, uh, maybe it was a little before that, but, uh, within the last week or two, right around the beginning of the year, we're recording this in January of 2021. And you were talking about the idea of blocks and anchors and it just, it, it uh, immediately struck me as something that I know I needed to explore a little bit further. And I think for everybody that's listening, I think they'll get a ton of benefit as well out of it. So you mind if we go down that path and tell us a little bit about kind of that concept? Yeah, I would love to. So this really, uh, this is a really passionate topic for me because I spent from 15 to 25, I spent the years studying personal development book, reading all the personal development books I possibly could. And I started to ask myself, why am I not like as far as I should be if I'm reading all these books and I'm doing all these things that I I was supposed to be doing? And that started to get me down a path of understanding the attachment to thought. And that's what got me into going down Buddhism to really understand how we attach to thought. 
And I started to understand how in life at a young age, we start to create these anchors in our subconscious mind. And our subconscious mind acts like our recording system that all of our life experiences and previous life experiences live within. It's an energetic aspect of us. And I started to notice that there was all of these experiences I had when I was younger that were showing up in my adulthood. And when I looked into the attachment to thought, I started to trace them back into seeing that this experience that happened when I was young was written a certain way in my subconscious mind. And every day from that moment forward, any similar experience likewise to that was being attracted to me and being written in my subconscious mind. And so for, at that point, really 15 years, I had been living in certain anchors and blocks in my subconscious mind that I wasn't even conscious to. And when I started to realize like, hey, this this way that I'm perceiving something or this way that I'm emotionalizing something, that's not actually benefiting me in this thing. This is anchoring me. This is a block for me. How do I move beyond this? And that's when you got to look into, well, where did this come from? And what am I believing to be true? And what is the emotional aspect of it? And so I started to really understand the difference between this surface level human aspect to us and what we actually have written within our belief systems that become anchors and blocks that quite frankly, as entrepreneurs and humans, we just can't see. So that's 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 really what I was trying to share in this video message uh, in our mastermind was just sharing how much we have to uncover these deep-rooted things that we don't even realize are in our way today. So for somebody listening, they might um, experience this in terms of the block as something that they feel like is just in the way. Mm-hmm. And um, maybe they they've kind of come to a realization that, this is the particular problem. But, and I think a lot of us can can get to that point. What I thought was most intriguing about the whole concept was really kind of taking that down to the root, uh, which is the anchor, if I'm understanding it correctly. Is mm-hmm. that right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. So I, it, it seems like there are these two important parts. You've got to get to the point where you understand, well, this is the thing that's in my way. So as you're working with people, how do you help them identify that piece to begin with? Yeah, you could typically, I mean, if you listen to yourself speak, you can hear where your own resistance is. You can hear how the language you're using is negative towards a certain, say you want to do sales outreach and the dialogue that you're using is, um, you know, there's, there's no leads or it's difficult or no one's responding. Those in itself are what we would be like, that's what's blocking me is my mindset, these belief systems. But then when I'm with a client right away, I'm like, hey, you said these things. Where did these things come from originally? And of course, everyone's answer is, I don't know, which we always know. You just have to give yourself some time. And I typically, we sit in silence because that's the best place for this thought to rise to the surface. And then you can begin to hear how there was this experience that happened when you were a child or your parents said this or you did that. But to your question of asking most people, how do they get into the deeper part of it? The deeper part of it comes with the vulnerability of being willing to ask, where did this original idea come from? Where did this original belief come from? Why am I believing that there's no leads? Why am I believing like there's no one available for me? Why do I actually believe that to be true? And that one question, why am I believing this to be true, allows your subconscious mind to go and find you the answer to that. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting to hear you describe it because it sounds so easy. I know, right? Well, okay, here I'm going to clarify something right now, and this is important for everybody to hear. It is very easy, and what you're experiencing right now is the ego trying to figure it out, which makes you feel like it's not easy. Explain that. (laughs) 
Okay. So in our mindsets, we have the ego mindset, which is our human aspect. It's the only, it's the totally driven within the human self. Then we have the subconscious and then we have the conscious, which is your higher self, your intuitive, your spiritual self. So right now I'm talking to you and because we're having a human conversation, the first aspect to you of you to engage in this is your ego. So as I'm explaining to you the process of something quite simple, your ego doesn't know how to see anything very simplistically because it's not designed that way. It never has been. It never will be since humans have been created. So immediately it's looking at what I'm saying and it's trying to formulate a plan on how to make it simple. And it's going, I can't, I can't, because this isn't simple. There's too much information here. And so you're like, this is too complicated, but it's not, it's the ego that's creating it to be that way instead of looking at it for the simplicity that it is. Okay. So see, I, I, I feel like I'm a natural simplifier. That's I always, I'm always looking to how do I take an idea and break it down and make it practical for people. And I want, I want this to be um, really, really usable for folks because I found that in all of our interactions, that's one of the, that's one of the gifts you've got is you're able to take these things and, and take somebody's problem and really um, hold it up kind of as a mirror to them and, and really make it easy to, to look at and overcome. So for the person who's listening and they're uh, maybe they've gone through and I encourage you to do this. If you're listening, think of something that you feel like is in the way of, of whatever it is that you want and um, and if you were talking to them individually, how would you sort of coach them through beginning to think about this? Yeah, good question, Steve. So it's really simple. It's called the three-step mindset framework. And it's three questions. And this, these are the three questions you will introduce every single time you're up against an experience like this. So the first question is, what am I believing to be true? So like you just said, well, what, you know, we want the person to identify what they're believing to be true. Where's the resistance? What's the limiting belief? So question one, what am I believing to be true? Question number two, where did it come from? And why am I believing this to be true? Immediately, your ego is going to say, I don't know. That is a natural behavior of the feedback loop. You have to push beyond that space and say, I do know, and just give yourself a little bit of space. If you don't hear the answer right away, don't worry about it. Keep asking the same question. Where most people fall down on the simplicity of this, Steve, is that they don't hear the answer right away and they think it's not working. You have to ask that same question again. And it's so simple. Like That's a simple part of it. And then step number three, what do I want to believe to be more true? What do I want to believe to be more true? That's it. Those three questions you ask yourself repeatedly over and over again. And as you do this, you'll actually introduce this to your mental pattern and you'll find your mindset doing it for you if you stay consistent with it. I love that. So funny. Um, I find that I have found since I've known you, we are somehow traveling on parallel paths because you'll say something and it'll be something that I've been thinking about um, for a period of time. So one of the things that I started um, as I took a little bit of time over the holidays was getting into the habit of every day writing down what I want. And uh, as you know, because I shared in the mastermind it, and uh, by the time this publishes, the episode will be out. I shared um, a conversation I had with a, a good friend of mine on the podcast about wanting what you want. And I, I actually think it, it's the probably the more difficult thing for people to do to get clear on what they want, but you actually give a path here to get to, to that point. See, I think most people walk around and they, they know they don't like where they are. They don't like whatever the barrier is, the block, but they aren't clear on what they truly want. 
And I think what you've just outlined is the path to get there. So you start with, what am I believing to be true? You've asked me that question a number of times. It's a difficult question to answer sometimes. Um, it requires true honesty, I think, mm-hmm. uh, which we don't often want to, uh, you know, we, we don't often want to get there. Um, and then uh, where did it come from? Why do I believe that to be true? And then the third question, what do I want to believe to be more true? Did I get that right? That's correct. You got it. Yep. Yeah. So I love that because that's this pathway to get to what we really want. I think that's what holds so many people back is that they know what they don't want, but they don't know what they really want. And without that clarity, I think it's really hard to, to find any kind of path forward. Yeah. And, you know, I'd like to just expand on that. And from someone who's in mindset and coaches on this quite frequently, the most common reason why people have a hard time aligning with what they want or even considering what they want is a belief that they're not worthy to have what they actually want. And so when they think about internally, like, hey, I'm excited. I do know what I want. But when they go to actually put it on paper or get behind it, there's a voice in the back of their mind that's telling them they can't have it or they're not good enough. And so when it really comes down to is we always know what we want. It's that we have an internal belief that we're never good enough for it because we live in a society that actually doesn't foster that. And so unless you look at what you believe to be true and what you think you're worthy of, you can never really align or find what it is that you really want. And I I think we go around oftentimes just trying to justify that, particularly entrepreneurs, you know, Mm -hmm. because we want to go out and we want to build something and we want to make money and most entrepreneurs I know don't want to make money just merely for the sake of having the money. There's usually some impact tied to that, that they want to do because most of them aren't, you know, totally focused on that. There's a change they want to make and the money is the reward. But for most of them, I think they're often the only one in their world or in their family or in their, you know, kind of close universe that is going after that kind of success I think that can be kind of difficult. I think it can push you towards justifying what mm-hmm. you want. Mm-hmm. Um, do you run into that with when you're coaching? Do, does that trip people up? All the time. I call them stipulations. <laughs> I do. I call them, I call them stipulations. And I'm like, listen, you're creating stipulations for yourself. And um, yeah, people do it all the time, Steve. And, and it's, I think part of it too, and I'm noticing as an entrepreneur too, is, we sometimes get confused on, you know, is it, is it the money and the business and the marketing and the growth and all of that? Or is it like actually us at the end of the day and impact and what we want for our lives? Because our businesses are there to help our actual personal lives get to a space that we want to be in as well. And so that's an important thing for people to consider. And I think a lot of times it's, we don't always, we don't always do a great job of making that connection, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and, and really driving why we're doing this. Um, but I, you know, where I've kind of got to, and, and it's taken me years to, to really remind myself, well, you know, language is important. I think, you know, the words you use really kind of drive the way that you think. Um, and when I find myself justifying things like that, I, I stop and I say, well, no, the, the reason I want this is because I want it. And yeah. I've tried really hard not to, in, to get beyond that and do further justifications. And it's, I think it's difficult to do. Um, but I think all of these things are essential. And one of the reasons folks, I wanted Danielle to come on is because I think all of these things are essential to making progress. We've come through a challenging year and I know everybody's ready to make a lot of progress, but if you don't get your thinking right, 
I, I think you're going to be stuck. And so, um, Danielle, just kind of switching gears a little bit. So we're at the beginning of a year. It's kind of a new, fresh start. And, um, and we've been through a tough time. Not certain that it's over yet, but we've been through a tough time. Um, but I know you're working with some, some clients of yours who are really doing transformational things. Um, what, are the, what are some of the keys that you're seeing to sort of looking beyond all of the noise and all of the, the challenges that are in the world right now? Sorry, what am I looking to what? Sorry, Steve, what was that? What, what, what are some of the things that, that you're helping people with as they kind of look beyond all of the noise that's going on? Yeah, that's a really great question, uh, especially in my line of work. I'm really helping on people. My mission is to really help people understand the different dialogues that are going on in their minds and to understand what is the ego and what is the consciousness. Because when I work with my clients and I look at their transformations, when I can move someone out of ego thinking and ego behaviors and align them with very conscious thinking and conscious behaviors, the actions become a lot easier. The money aligns a lot better. You don't feel as flustered. You're not scrambling all the time because you're very conscious. All of your actions are conscious. You're trusting, you're aligning. So it's a really big thing of helping people identify how they're living in their ego thoughts. Like for instance, people don't invest in mindset work because their ego tells them that they shouldn't. That would be me highlighting for someone, you're living in your ego thoughts and it's stopping you from getting information or taking action on something that would help you move forward. And that would be a conscious thought that would allow that to happen. So that's my really big thing is really helping people understand the difference and understand it within themselves because your ego and conscious are totally different than mine. But the triggers and the behaviors are always the same. Let's say that again. I think that's an important point. Okay, so your ego mindset and my conscious mindset are completely different based on what we hold to be true in our subconscious mind, because your experience is different than mine. But the behaviors and the triggers of showing up on how, on how you're in an ego thought or you're in an ego behavior are always the same, because there's, the ego only knows one way to deliver its behaviors. So it's the same for you and I, but we experience it differently. So what would be an example Help me understand that. Well, a perfect example of an ego would be if you're trying to take action on the same activity five days in a row and you're not, you're clearly in an ego thing. <laughs> if you're trying to, if you're, if you're one foot in and you're one foot out, well, your consciousness is trying to get you to go two feet in consciousness, but you're one foot ego, one foot out. So there's still resistance there. When you sit in front of your computer and your whole day flows, you know, you're in conscious flow. Okay. So it's, you can look at, at the experience you're having with trying to achieve or to accomplish something and you can get a good sense of where, where that is, I guess, is what, if I understand that right. That's correct. And then the more that you have awareness on it, the more that you naturally start to see it in your day, the quicker you can move from ego to conscious. Okay. So as someone begins to really become more conscious as they're, you know, they're going through their, their days and their weeks, what do you begin to see in, in terms of the change that happens? Is, is there an outward kind of um, sign that they're making progress? Yeah. I mean, when you get a control of your mindset, we spend so much of our time thinking about the things that are rolling around in our mind that when you can free someone from that, they have more energy. They literally are glowing. They're, they're just, honestly, this conversation, Steve, is Danielle, I'm taking action. That's how I know. 
When people were like, Danielle, that thing that was in my way for years, I moved through it. Danielle, I moved through that. Danielle, I identified that belief. Danielle, look at, I learned this today. I saw that belief. That's when I know it's working when someone comes to me and they're telling me what they're seeing instead of me telling them what I can see. So all of a sudden, kind of the world around them, what 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 they've been existing within, they are now witnessing it, putting language to it, because mm-hmm. I, I know that's a big part of it. And, um, and then able to, to deal with it and respond. Yes. Yep, exactly. So as, as someone walks down this path, like what, as they get a little bit of, of skill with being conscious, what's sort of the next step? Where, where do we go next? We've got our three questions to sort of bring things to mind, but where do we go from here? You know, really where you go from here is now it's a daily, I call it a limiting belief of the day. If you did a limiting belief of the day, 365 days of the year, you would radically transform your mindset. Think about that, right? I mean, you have a limiting belief every day during your day, there's something going on. So if every day you applied the three-step mindset framework to a limiting belief, you would radically see how much different your mindset is at the end of the year. And and you could, it could be at all different spectrums. You could do three-step mindset framework on your exercise routine or lack thereof on something with your partner. Every, if you did that for over 365 days, every single one of those transformations in that aspect would reverberate within yourself and everything would change. I love that. I love that. Um, I might have to add that to my, uh, my morning routine. Um, I've started, I do, uh, I do it. I've been doing yeah. it for three years. You know, I, uh, I started with uh, a prompt on my phone to answer a few questions and I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to add these questions and have my, uh, my daily limiting belief time um, just to, to keep highly recommend it. Yeah. That's awesome. But you know, that like may- you said though, Steve, what is the next step? That is the next step. It's just consistency of challenging the beliefs. That's mindset work at its finest. It's not a bunch of other things. That's all that it is. That's what I mean by it's simple. Yeah. Well, and so, and that's, I think that's probably the most important thing that you've said is just to let people know, like, this isn't a complicated thing to go do. Um, There's great benefit in having someone, especially in the beginning, kind of pressing on you from the outside, prompting you to do these things. I know that I've benefited from you doing that to all of us within the mastermind. You're very good at it. Um, And, uh, and all of the times that I've invested in someone, you know, to do that uh, in the past on all kinds of different levels, um, it's beneficial, but I think this really kind of gets it to the root. Um, You know, you get right to what are you believing around anything? Mm -hmm. To me, that's the thing. I think a lot of people want to make this um, more complicated or they want to focus only on sort of the, the spiritual things. But I know personally taking some of these questions that you've asked us in the mastermind and applying it to like the problem of the day, is actually pretty transformational. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying right there, right? That one little thing is so transformational. Yeah, it doesn't have to be this like big life, you know, challenge that you think you're facing. No, and you know what? I think one of the important things you said there was everyone's focus is so much on the spiritual stuff. And that's one of the things that I struggle with as someone who's bringing my, my content to market is people look at mindset and they automatically think spirituality. She's the same as everyone else. She's spiritual. But what people don't understand is I'm trying to bridge the ego to the consciousness and that's what people aren't doing. And that's, if you don't get a control of the human, it doesn't matter how spiritual they are because you're in a human experience. So you're bound to the human. So this kind of work works in both your spiritual and your human self. And that's actually where the transformation happens. 
Yeah. And I, well, and I think it also, it brings it down to the practical level where you can actually get immediate benefit mm-hmm. from it. Um, you know, I, I, I won't share names of anyone in the group, but I know I've personally experienced and I, and I've witnessed other people experience sort of these immediate kind of breakthroughs by dealing with very, very sort of in the moment problems on some of our calls, you know, and, uh, and not, not the big earth shattering things. We've dealt with a few of those too, but not the big earth shattering things. It's been mostly, you know, really practical things. And and that's what I want to, what I want to get across to everybody here is that this is in my mind, a new way to look at mindset work. I think it's the most important work that you can do as an entrepreneur. And I think you have a very unique perspective and, and sort of angle that you, you take with it. Yeah. Thanks. I really um, worked really hard for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know you have. I spent a lot of time studying. It's been 19 years of studying this stuff personally. That's a long time to, for someone to invest in that. Yeah. So you have your 10,000 hours and then some. And then some, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's great. So um, you've got uh, a whole series of uh, of tools for folks that can help them. Um, I, I think the very first thing anyone listening to this should do, they should go and follow you on LinkedIn because the things that you're posting on LinkedIn are amazing and, and incredibly valuable, uh, particularly your Mindset Monday posts. Um, Thank you. But um, you've got a whole series of other things on your website for folks who want to kind of go deeper and learn more, what where should they start? I'll give two avenues. First one I'll give is for the ego. If you're not ready to dive into some actual exercises and work, definitely go listen to the Mind Vibe podcast. It's very strategic on a lot of the things that I put out uh, with my clients. A lot of my programs, I take clips out of that and I post them on the podcast. If you're ready to dive into it and to go for it, there's a couple different ways. One is to obviously get onto my website, yourmindsetmentor.com, and I'm just building out something called the Mind Lab, which is going to be my free resource section that will probably roll out in the next two weeks. But something I've recently created is meditations. So a lot of people also don't realize that meditation is the most valuable tool to use in mindset. And I've created these really awesome meditations specifically for entrepreneurs that aren't like anything anyone has heard. So that would actually be the place that I would go and just want to say like uh, this whole thing with mindset work being overcomplicated. I just told you that meditations is one of the most powerful tools that you can use. The amount of people that won't even hear that and won't even listen to that blows my mind. Like that is a free tool available to you. And that is the most powerful tool you have. Well, if you're listening to this, go get it. Um, That's at uh, yourmindsetmentors.com slash eight meditations. Is that right? That's correct. Perfect. We'll link that in the show notes. Um, this has been awesome, Danielle. Thank you for investing some time with me. And uh, we want to make sure that everybody listening goes and and, uh, and gets those resources and more importantly, begins to get some consciousness around the things that, that you know, may be holding you back. Um, we all have them. I don't care what level you're at. I've talked to entrepreneurs that are running enormous, successful eight-figure businesses, and they have the same challenges. They're, you know, maybe different d- details, but but the same fundamental challenges. And so um, it's important work to do, and I hope everybody goes and, and does it and moves themselves forward. Thank you, Danielle. Thanks for having me, Steve.